What's going on, FCS? Presented by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, I am David Hasagan, along with the czar of the playbook via satellite, Emery Hunt. Emery, good morning. Good morning, Dave. What's going on, man? Doing, doing just fine. I'm a little blurry-eyed, and I, I think we both stayed up a little too late for uh, past our bedtimes out watching a ridiculous national title game. A shout-out to Coach Nick Saban and Alabama, their sixth national championship under Coach Saban uh, in a thrilling overtime game over Georgia. Um, but let's be honest, we're here for the FCS. Eh, they're already getting the money. They're already in the NFL. <laughs> so, folks, don't forget, we can... You can follow all of football game plan content on footballgameplan.com slash FCS kickoff. You can follow us on the YouTube, youtube.com slash football game plan. Emery's going to have some great stuff coming up over the next couple months. This is a very busy man right now. He is in Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlottesville. Where, where are you at? Definitely not in Charlottesville. I'm in Charlotte, North Carolina for the <laughs> EFCA coaches convention. It's been great all week, man. It, what's been interesting is that you have a, just as when just when you think, you know, football, you realize how much of it you don't know. And it's just been great to connect with coaches, uh, players, you know, that are, that are now transitioning into coaches, players that have, that I've scouted or I have called their games that are now into coaching. Uh, it's been great, man. And, and it was, what's been fun is that a lot of people have heard a football game plan and the things that we've done with our videos, with our podcasts, with our coaching interviews, so it's been great to see, and it just shows you how much of an impact we we have had uh, since we've been in business. What can I say? You're a star. What can I say? <laughs> <It's> all- <laughs> well, yeah. Don't forget, folks. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at the FCS Kickoff F- FCS Opening Drive and at F Ball Game Plan. And we are on iTunes. Search Football Game Plan in the podcast. We're also on SoundCloud. Make sure you follow us, subscribe, give us a five star rating, whatever you have to do. Uh, before we get to the national title game for the FCS national title game down in Frisco, Texas, we do have a uh, one news and note that we want to pass along real quick, and that is a huge shout-out to Coach Rod Broadway from North Carolina A&T, who just announced his retirement after 39 years in coaching, 15 years as the head coach of A&T. Before that, he was at NC Central and at Grambling, um, finishing with a career record of 125-45, and 57-22 and 22 at A&T. Uh, Sam Washington taking over the defensive coordinator, taking over as the next head coach of the Aggies. What a career for Coach Rod Broadway, and he goes out on top of the perfect season. Yeah, absolutely. That's how you want to go out, man. National championship, undefeated season, bringing a program back from the ashes and, and making it one of the premier stops in the MEAC and also HBCU football. And he's done a fantastic job coaching, not only just at AT, but at Grambling and also at Central and as a defensive line coach at Florida. So, he has had a storied career. It's a shame to see him go. He's still young, years old, 64, I believe, between 60 and 64, I believe. Um, and I think he still has some coaching left in him. I, I know he, he mentioned in an interview prior to this announcement that one of his goals was to be a, an FBS head coach. He was ashamed. He was not ashamed, but just said that that opportunity never presented itself. So it sounds like if the, uh, the right FBS opportunity comes knocking, He's going to come out of retirement and lead that program to some some wins, some championships. I mean, some FBS programs would be stupid not to. Uh, but if this is it, Coach Broadway, congratulations on an incredible career. That's a couple of coaching legends that have uh, hung it up this year. If it is the end, uh, Coach Ayers at Wofford and now Coach Broadway at uh, North Carolina A&T. Um, let's move on now to the big show. Frisco, Texas. It was the rematch everybody wanted. Bison, Dukes, North Dakota State versus JMU. This was a tremendous ball game. 
it, I, I was telling, I texted you last night, the FBS game at the half, give me the FCS game any day of the week. Tremendous football game, but it's the Bison back on top, 17-13 over JMU. Not the prettiest game, but if you love defense and you love that kind of football, some hard-nosed football, this was the game for you. North Dakota State just edges this game, and it was tremendous. It all came down to special teams, man. And that's what we always talk about. When two teams are evenly matched, you're going to look at the third facet of the game, the special teams unit. And that's what happened in that game. And that was the key throughout the entire game. It just so happened to come to a crescendo in the end. And and what a game by North Dakota State. First of all, what a game by James Madison to battle back in that game, to get in that game, and for North Dakota State to come away victorious, finishing the, the deal and the drill, and also coming away with another championship. So it was a great game overall, constant back and forth. And you kind of felt going into this game, the team that made the mistake was going to be the one to lose it, and that's exactly what happened. Exactly. And and you can point to two mistakes in this ball game um, for JMU. And you never like to put it on one guy, and really it wasn't one guy, uh, but it was two moments. You had a missed field goal in the first quarter by JMU uh, from, I believe it was inside 35 yards which has got to be a make every single time. And then after they recovered a fumble in the second quarter, returned it inside the North Dakota State 25. You have to get points there. Instead, Shore gets hit, throws an interception. I mean, I love linemen when they get the football. It's hilarious. But that has to be at least three points on the board. And if you look at if it's minimum three points on both of those opportunities, six points, that's your ball game. Um, and North Dakota State just shut them down. Both, both defenses were tremendous in this ball game, but... North Dakota, State, North Dakota State came up with that one more stop, just one more stop to get, get over the line. Yeah, and he did, and, and that's the mark of a champion. I mean, this is the reason why they've won championships at the college division level, at the division two level, and multiple championships at the FCS level. They just know how to play in these games, and, and so does James Madison winning one last year, but they got a, a, an opponent in this one that wasn't going to be denied. You saw their defense step up and make plays. You saw their uh, run game be able to find some lanes late, and Easton Stick was able to make things happen on the ground as well. So it was a complete team effort, and they won the special teams battle, which is always key in these ball games, which is why they're hoisting another trophy. And you talk about the running game as well for both of these teams. We talked about the running back matchup, Bruce Anderson versus Marcus Marshall. Um, neither back had their best day. Neither back has their best day uh, in this game. Bruce Anderson, a little bit more success, but Marcus Marshall, for the most part, was shut down. And I think that's another key point um, as to why North Dakota State was able to get over the hump in this game is uh, just kind of making Brian Shore win the game. And he's really not that kind of quarterback. He's not, man. He was last year, which was funny because he was able to throw yeah. the football all over the field. But there were some crucial drops in that game, too, for... Oh. Oh, uh, I, it was like I was watching the Jets. <laughs> it was a bad drop that led to a, a, a punt, and then to me that was the big key of the game. Those small plays is usually three plays that determine a football game, and that was one. The block kick obviously was the other, and the fact that North Dakota State was able to get that crucial touchdown uh, late was huge in, in, in this in determining this outcome too. Exactly, and and you talk about um, you know obviously there's so many prospects on both sides of the ball here. Um, Easton Stick, um, again, there, there are not enough adjectives to describe this. And I was talking, uh, we talked about this too. He had this opportunity robbed from him twice. He, 2015, he leads North Dakota State to the title game, only for, to be replaced by Carson Wentz in the championship game. 
last year gets knocked out in the semifinal. He was not going to be denied in this game. And you saw how much it really did mean to him. Even though he didn't have a great day through the air or on the ground, he just he was so determined throughout this game to make sure that his team was the one on top. Yeah, it was. And that's what you want to see, a guy that's going to overcome some mistakes, overcome some bad plays to, to find a way to win in the end. And that's what he did, man. I'm glad he was able to get his championship uh, as opposed to what the, you know, he didn't get the one, I want to say in 2016 when Wentz won it, or 2015. So now you have three separate Bison quarterbacks winning championships. So glad he was able to get his own. Uh, we'll see if he can get another one next year. Exactly. That's what everybody forgets is that he led 2015. He led them as a freshman. So he's still got one more year to go. You know, whether or not he makes the jump to the next level, that is entirely up to him. But I, again, he's a winner. He's a lot like well, here's the thing too. winner. You, you have you have Brock Jensen with two, I believe, two or three. You have Carson Wentz with two. And now Easton Stick has a chance to get his two, too. So it's just been impressive, man. Ah, oh, I mean, I mean, what a tremendous game. Congratulations to the Bison. That's now six national championships in the last seven years. The dynasty is not dead yet. It was just interrupted. It was just interrupted. That's all it was. Again, folks, this is the FCS Opening Drive podcast presented by the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. David Hassegan here with Emery Hunt. Uh, and Emery, you, as you said, you are a busy man. We're not going to see you probably for at least two months up here, uh, up in New Jersey. Um, but that is because you are going to be in Florida. Right now you're in North Carolina. And right now it is, it is it's bowl season, folks. No, 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 not that bowl season. It's all-star season. Uh, we got so many all-star games that are coming up. You only hear about one or two, but we're going to go through as many as we can right here and give you a couple of FCS players in each that we think could make an impact. I'm going to start with uh, the one that's coming up right now, uh, the College Gridiron Showcase All-Star Game. Um, some pretty big names from the FCS playing in this game. Emery, who do you have your eye on? Yeah, it's interesting because this is a game that's it's a unique setting because you have a team that uh, you have a game that doesn't, play an actual game. They go through the practices and we all know that the all-star during all-star games, it's the practices that are, that are worth more than the actual game. So Mm -hmm. this concept is unique. So you got guys practicing all week in front of scouts um, and there's no game. So they're getting workouts and practices and scrimmages, which is key. So in this game, they have two quarterbacks that are, that are pretty intriguing. You have Chad Kanoff of Princeton, the Ivy league offensive player of the year. He won the Bushnell cup. We were at that, award ceremony and um Devontae Kincaid out of Grambling we just saw him put together a very good career at Grambling two-year career won the national uh, black college national championship last year in the celebration bowl lost it this year against A&T so those two quarterbacks have a chance to really stand out because you know they're they're not going to get the fanfare that you're going to see in these other all-star games that have bigger names but these guys get all that attention all that film that they can put on tape for these scouts. So good to see those guys get out there as well. And, and, you know, there's some other good players, man, to be honest, uh, in this yeah. game, some, some recognizable names. We talk about Tennessee state a lot. Their wide receiver Patrick Smith is, is in this game. Uh, Monmouth has two outstanding talents in Alex Thompson and also Mike Basile, who I'm surprised is not in a bigger game. Mike Basile uh, is, is a tremendous talent. He may, I think he is also, I think both guys Thompson and Basile are also, uh, NFL PA invite. So it's, it's good that they're getting another taste of, of all-star week, probably to get warmed up for where they're going to see the following week. So those are some intriguing names that, that are, that are on us. There's also Malik Earl 
um, from Missouri State was an outstanding receiver for uh, the Bears. And uh, I know I keep saying, and finally, but one more name that jumps out at you. There's always uh, one more. There's always one more. There's always one more. Kellen Solick of South Dakota State, man, defensive lineman. So look to see, look forward to seeing him doing some good things as well. And I'm going to throw in one more name as well. Michael Needham from Southern Utah. Also ah. get a chance in here. So a little, uh, little linebacker action. Um, let's move on to the next game, and this is one you're actually going to be calling. You're going to be on color commentary for the Tropical Bowl. And people, I'm sure people at home are what in the world is the Tropical Bowl? Well, you want to educate them a little bit, Emery? Or, uh, obviously, Tropical Bowl is one of the ones that you kind of you lose a little bit uh, in, the, uh, in the shuffle. Everybody talks about the East-West Shrine game, but the Senior Bowl. But the Tropical Bowl's got just as much talent in there and uh, ready to go. Yeah, it's definitely ready to go. And here's the thing. The Tropical Bowl is is mostly geared toward FBS prospects, um, like your lower-tier FBS talent, like some guys that may be a seventh-round pick or undrafted. Uh, so you're going to see a ton of FBS guys in this game, guys like Danny Etling of LSU, uh, Brandon Harris of North Carolina. But that's not to say it's all FBS players. So you have a good collection of FCS talent here as well, like Deion Pierre of Sanford. Um, the linebacker, so he's going to be in this ball game. Richard Johnson, the offensive uh, defensive lineman, sorry, at Howard, is going to be there. Uh, you you look at on, on the offensive side of football, at Bethune Cookman, Jamal Burgess, the wide receiver, and Kalik Williams, the defensive back out of the Citadel. So those are some guys that I'm looking forward to seeing. Brandon Bryant. Mr. All Tackles at Lafayette is going to be playing in this game as well. So some great talent that I can't wait to get down there and get a lot of interviews with these guys and talk to them and, and, and find out what's going on and what they thought about their time in the FCS. And, you know, you look at Christopher Cooper of Stony Brook and, and Thomas Lucas of Duquesne. So you're going to get you're going to see some some FCS talent here in this ballgame. And they get a chance to get out there and compete with their FBS brethren and make things happen. Keep an eye on offensive linemen. Austin Olson of Southern Illinois. We talked about him a lot during the season, so he's going to be another big-time player who's going to have a chance to perform in front of scouts here. One other guy I want to throw out uh, in here, two other guys actually, Eugene Bethea, the running back from Southeast Louisiana, had a pretty good season, uh, kind of under the radar, and Bradley Dewberry, the safety out of Eastern Illinois, uh, who finished with 68 tackles and three interceptions uh, this season from the safety position. So they will also be at the Tropical Bowl. So um, obviously we'll look forward to your call on that one. Uh, but let's move on to one of the bigger games now, and let's move to the East-West Shrine game. Um, and this one has just got prospects coming out of their ears in this one. Um, Jeremiah Briscoe, now back-to-back Walter Payton Award winner. Congratulations to him on that achievement. Uh, Belial Nichols, defensive tackle from Udell. Jake Winicky from South Dakota State. This thing is just chock-full of FCS talent. Oh, absolutely. And shout-out to Wagner, Greg that. The offensive lineman, 6'8", 290, is going to be out, out in that ball game. Wagner has a bunch of prospects quietly in these all-star games. And we talk about receiver. You talk about Justin Watson out of Penn. We talked about him a lot all throughout the course of the season. And I'm excited to see him get out there and compete because, again, you talk about a guy in Cooper Cup last year that, that shined in all-star practices. I think Watson, a lot of people will be exposed to what he brings to the table and be impressed with what he does on the football field. And Chase Edmonds. This is my favorite running back in this class, man. I enjoy watching him run, enjoy watching him grow and progress from his freshman season at Fordham to the end of his career where he nearly broke the FCS all-time rushing record uh, if it wasn't for injuries. And, and P.J. Hall, he's another one that's been there, it seems like, for 17 years. You know, he's 
He was a freshman All-American. He's a three-time, three or four-time All-American mm. and one of the best players at the defensive tackle position up front. He's a guy that has quick feet. He's able to be disruptive in the backfield. And if you're able to be a freshman All-American um, and, and do it on a consistent level all four years, that says a lot. And tight end Andrew Bollard of Weber State, you talk about a tight end class that has, you know, tremendous talent at the FCS level. A lot of people are not talking about Bollard, and Bollard is going to be one that you're going to hear a lot of uh, during this week's practice. Absolutely. Where do you think Bollard goes in the draft? If teams are smart, he goes somewhere in the mid-rounds. You know, and I uh, think because of think they are. Right, if they're smart. You know, so you'll see how, how, how it goes. But you talk about a player that has the receiving skills, that can flex out, uh, out wide, you know, line up in the slot. That's the type of guy you want in this day and age of the move tight end. Bollard fits that mold. All right, let's move on to the uh, NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Uh, this is coming up on January 20th. Um, another game, again, that has a lot of prospects um, at the FBS level, but the FCS guys, they always there's always one or two, and also a couple guys from Canada that are always just kind of like, eh, here you go. <laughs> but what are you looking for out of the uh, NFLPA Collegiate Bowl? Because that's always one of the big ones um, where you always see some guys that are first and second rounders that just kind of emerge in these kind of games. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. And we talked about, you know, one of the guys, Trent Scott, or we didn't talk about him. Trent Scott out of Grambling is one that I'm interested in seeing play uh, the offensive tackle. I thought if it wasn't for A&T winning the game, if Grambling would have won that game, uh, Scott would have – I would have given Scott the MVP because that's how well he plays. So he's playing wow. that contest. And the NFL PA game is, is a unique one because it's, it's primarily – attended by the West Coast Scouts in the NFL, which is huge because they don't have to travel out east where all the all-star games are. Um, and it's a really good game. This year is going to be played in the Rose Bowl, so they get a chance to play in a big-time atmosphere, which is huge. Uh, so shout-out to those. Shout-out to that game. Uh, I know they do a great job out there in, in putting together a roster. Uh, and, and they also have another good tailback in Martez Carter out of Grambling that's going right. to be playing the game. Right. So uh, obviously that's going to be a great game, but obviously the, the pinnacle one of when everybody thinks of these all-star games is the senior bowl. That is the pinnacle. That's the one you really want to be at. You want to get that invite to. Um, I got three guys here that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. First, Brandon Parker, O-tackle for North Carolina A&T. This is going to be an, an interesting see how he matches up with FBS defensive ends. Um, I'm also going to be looking at Nick DeLuca, um, now a national champion. Again, the linebacker for North Dakota State who had a tremendous year, six and a half sacks, 74 tackles, 10 and a half for loss. And uh, Kyle Lalletta from Richmond, who, again, who's flown under the radar um, in terms of because of what Richmond did this year, actually obviously did not have a great season, but he did, and he's had a tremendous career. Um, what are the guys are you looking at in this game besides those three? Well, you look at Dallas Goder, the tight end of South Dakota State. This is the guy that everybody wants to see, you know, and they talked about him all preseason long, and, and this is the guy that everybody's going to – He's going to be box office. He's going to put together. He's going to put out, uh, put together a, an impressive week of practice out there in Mobile, and people will fall in love with his athletic ability, his receiving ability. And I forgot to mention one guy quickly at the in the East West uh, Shrine game is Malik Reeves, a corner out of Villanova, phenomenal corner. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see him get a call up to uh, the Senior Bowl after performing during his week of practice during the uh, East-West Shrine game. So, but back to the senior boy, I, I, I look at the tight end, and I'm glad you mentioned Kyle Lalletta because I think he has a unique situation to come out looking 
good in this game. You know, I know they got Baker Mayfield. I know they have uh, Josh Allen coming in. Baker Mayfield may get a lot of fanfare, but the other quarterbacks in this game are are kind of, you know, kind of average. So here's a chance for Loletta to step up. But also you look at the, the offensive tackle, Brandon Parker, phenomenal game in the Celebration Bowl. And in the secondary, this is where I think the Senior Bowl did a great job. You have guys like Saran Neal, Danny Johnson of Southern, who finds the football, constantly makes plays on the ball, and Demontre Wade out of Murray State. So I'm looking to see how well the guys in the secondary perform. But that is, that offensive line, Brandon Parker and, and uh, with um, the tight end, Dallas Goder, is going to be some – must-see TV out there for these scouts. Exactly. And it, would, it would be really, really kind of funny if Kyle Letta kind of stole the spotlight away from Mr. Heisman. That would be uh, that would be something that I think a lot of people would, uh, would be smiling at a little bit on the inside. But obviously, Baker Mayfield will be there. Um, but it would be cool if they were on opposite sides to see, kind of see them go off against each other. A um, couple more games that we want to touch on here real quick, folks, before we uh, let Emery go and get onto his very busy schedule. I know he's got many, many hors d'oeuvres that he wants to get to. Um, let's talk about the... Uh, <laughs> too many crab cakes. Too many crab cakes. Uh, let's talk about the Dream Bowl and the HBCU uh, Spirit of America Bowl, which are coming up uh, in just about a week or so, 14th and the 15th. Um, Dream Bowl, obviously, you got to look at a guy like Darius Crawley, uh, wide receiver from, Mc from McNeese, who, unfortunately, we were robbed of seeing him in the postseason, um, obviously. And the Spirit of America Bowl, you've got Austin Howard from Southern, the Lance Turn from Alcorn. You got some real talent in both of these games. Man, you talk about the Lance Turner. Uh, that's a tremendous get for for the uh, HBCU Spirit of America Bowl. That's an outstanding back, man. That dude is going to put, put on a show. I'm surprised he didn't get a call up to a bigger game. But keep an eye on quarterback Larry Brim Jr. He's a shorter guy, about 5'11", 210 pounds, but very efficient. And, and it was a big reason why Bethune-Cookman had – a lot of success so that that's one guy that i'm interested in seeing in that hbcu game and you mentioned these are some of the lesser known uh names uh that people will start to get familiar with marquise walford out of alcorn two years ago he was the star of that braves team that got to the celebration bowl so dylan beard is another tight end out of southern very underrated so they got some good time some big time players here in the in this ball game that they're that people are going to see so I love that all of these all-star games are getting involved and, and getting guys opportunity. Jai Franklin of Morgan State broadcast for his games this year, and this guy is just a stud. They got a great get there too. So all of these guys are getting opportunities to play bonus football, put together more tape, and it's just going to help grow the brand of the FCS, which is huge because these high school kids need to understand that, hey, man, guys from the FCS are balling. You can get to the league. From this level, don't down, don't downplay it. Don't treat it as a different, uh, as a as a bad option. This is a great option. It's Division One football, and you're going to see a ton of talent once you get on the field here in the FCS. Absolutely, and, and and not just the FCS too. The smaller programs, you see a ton of D2 guys. You see some D3 guys get the invites to these games as well. And, and as I said, you're seeing universities from Canada uh, that are getting a couple players invited to a couple of these games. But for the FCS especially, it's it's a showcase, and because it is it is Division One, people always downplay. Oh, it's FCS. It's Division One. It's just a little bit smaller. Division One. These kids are still able to ball anywhere they want to. They just decided to go a slight half step down. Um, but it, it's going to be a real fun game to watch. Obviously, you're going to have fun with the Tropical Bowl. I know you're going to have uh, a lot of fun calling that game. 
Um, and obviously, we're going to take a few weeks off here, folks, before, until the uh, next signing period. That's when we'll be back. We'll be back in February. Until then, Emery, obviously, you got a lot of stuff going up on footballgameplan.com. We've got a lot of stuff going up on YouTube. What can people uh, expect out of, uh, out of you for the next couple of weeks? Well, they're going to get tremendous coverage from these all-star games. You're going to get practice highlights from the Tropical Bowl, player interviews from the Tropical Bowl. I'm going to be on that broadcast. You're also going to get highlights and interviews like we did last year from the Shrine game as well as from the Senior Bowl. And we're going to have podcasts, post-game podcasts, a post-practice podcast from all three games that I'm at. And so you're going to see some football game plan analysts on those uh, broadcasts as well, on those podcasts as well from the Shrine and Senior Bowl. We're going to be deep there. Uh, the Tropical Bowl is just going to be me. We're going to also have a lot of player interviews joining us as well. So a lot of video content, a lot of audio content, and also some written content you'll see on footballgameplan.com and also on Southern Pigskin as well. So be on the lookout for a, just a ton of content. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at FBallGamePlan to keep up what we got going on this next month of just college football all-star game action. This is the month where Emory loses his mind, and then he gets a couple months off, and then the draft starts. And then we lose him into like some sort of cave wherever he ends up. <laughs> Folks, so. and, and shout out to and listen that Dream Bowl. Pat Afriye of Colgate is playing at ball game, and also Traymond Smith of Central Arkansas. Oh my goodness, those are two tremendous gets for that game. Always, there's always one or two that just kind of, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that guy too. This is what you get at these games, folks. You never know. You know, you you look at the rambling, like, oh, wait, that guy's good. Oh, and so is he. That's the reason to watch, folks. And especially if you're a draft nerd, these are must, must watches. And again, for all of that content, go to footballgameplan.com. Go to uh, FCS kickoff as well. Go to youtube.com slash footballgameplan. Emery, Emery will always have stuff going up on there with interviews, with podcasts everything you want. And again, if you want to listen back on this podcast or any of our FCS opening drive podcasts during this season, go to iTunes, search football game plan podcasts, subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Go on SoundCloud. You can listen on there as well. You can listen in your car. You can listen at work, wherever you want to listen to us and recap what a crazy year it has been in the FCS where we thought we knew everything and then we didn't know anything. And then it ended up being the same old story. (laughs) So it's just been one crazy year. So Emery, we're going to let you go. You're obviously a very busy man. You're off uh, back into Charlotte somewhere, somewhere in the depths of North Carolina. Good luck with everything there. Uh, we will see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks so, so much for calling in. Folks, thank you for listening. I've been David Hasagan. Emery, have a good week, man. <laughs>